Hello and welcome to Videos of Influence, a show where we get pro kiteboarders to choose songs from videos that have influenced their riding and or their videographic style. Our guest tonight is Nick Jacobson, a man who's captured the imaginations of the non-kiteboarding public perhaps better than any other kiter ever. Nick, when you're about to jump off a crane or a six-star hotel or Richard's house, when you're standing there, have you ever thought, nah, this doesn't feel right, not sure about this, not gonna, not today, maybe another day. Has that ever gone through your mind? Uh, yeah, and uh, thanks for the beautiful uh, introduction. Colin, um, I feel like all of them are, are pretty, uh, pretty out there. But um, there's definitely one that stands out. That's the uh, the one where I am about to jump off uh, Mosquito Island. Uh, that's his uh, his second island in the Caribbean. And um, I launched my kite, and the wind just wasn't uh, right. So I decided not to not to jump. So I'm I'm standing on on top of the house uh, with a kite flying above me, and um, I decided to put the kite down again, um, even though there was a bit of pressure from people just watching. And so, yeah, I pushed it out. <clears throat> I think it's something that I sort of told myself from the very beginning that uh, if if it doesn't feel <clears throat> if it doesn't feel right, then um, I should probably reconsider the whole thing. <laughs> and um, and so I did. So um, I don't know what would happen if I if I actually just decided to jump that day, but um, I'm pretty happy that I didn't. Because it didn't, it yeah. just didn't feel right. right. Good for you. And here you are today. Um, here I am. Time for some music. Let's play the first track. We'll start with the oldest video that you've chosen. It's Sean Watson's segment from the Relentless Wakeboarding DVD that came out in 2004. You were 17 when it came out. Can you remember watching it for the first time? And what did life look like when when you were? Yeah, when I was, uh, as you as you say, you're pretty good with math. Uh, thanks for that. 17. I've been kiting for a year, and uh, I think I was just trying to 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 influence myself throughout videos and uh, and and people that I that I met on my way. And um, I think that that video part in particular was um, was definitely uh, something that just really stood out uh, as a very. Uh, what's the word like? <clears throat> I was just watching this guy just doing all the all the coolest and and most beautiful tricks, and then you have this super mellow track playing uh, with Neil Young, where back then it was very like either hardcore rock or you know some some heavy metal sort of music that everyone would choose for their parts, and I feel like that was the first. Uh, video part that came out uh, in wakeboarding not that I was in wakeboarding at all but it just looked so easy because everything is in slow motion and and with Neil Young yeah, playing over the over the video was just mesmerizing in a way old man look at my life I'm a lot like you Of my life, I'm a lot like you were. 
and there's so much more Live alone in a paradise that makes me think of two Love lost such a cost Give me things that don't get lost Like a coin that won't get tossed Rolling home to you best known while well, your stunts really stand out but you're probably such a popular kiter because of your personality it's something that transcends all ages and disciplines in the sport like everyone knows and loves Nick Jacobson I've always wondered though are you the same when you get home like behind closed doors are you the same crazy Dane like do you ever switch off do you ever just do you ever just have a bit of a sit down I have I have multiple uh, sit downs throughout the day. <laughs> I am, yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a good good question. I am, I feel like I'm very um, that I reflect on on a lot of different things that's going on in my life, and I am um, with kiting. It just um, it kind of just opens uh, a sort of a different. Uh, world in my life in my in my in my life i would i would say it's uh you know when when you're out there you know it yourself you you sort of just forget about issues and and things in your personal life and and stuff like that not that i deal with with a lot of that stuff at all but um it's just you know it's just free to be out there and then as soon as you, you get home that just really uh puts you in a, in a certain mind mind space where you um i i try to be the same um all the time uh, on and off the water um 
And sometimes I do look at my own videos and I think, holy shit, what just happened there? And then I, I would get a bit nervous or I would, I would freak out a bit and think to myself that maybe, uh, maybe I should tr change direction in a way in, uh, in terms of uh, what I'm doing with the kite. But then when I'm out again kiting, then nothing has, has changed. So it's, it's very, uh, I think it's very, it, it, it just comes super natural to me that um, I do something different with a kite uh, compared to, to, uh, to a lot of other people. Um, but that's, that's just what I like doing. And um, if I can get that recorded and put it out there and inspire people, then that's, that's a win for me. Let's talk about another major personality in the sport, Jesse Richmond. He's obviously had a big influence on your career. How did you two first cross paths? Can you remember when and where you were? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I met, um, I met Jesse for the first time. He didn't meet me. I met him because I was a massive fan of him. Um, back in 2000 and something, probably 2009, 8 or 9 or something, uh, in Kumbuco in Brazil, um, I was in, in the supermarket buying, uh, buying SIE and he, he was in front of me in the line. And I just remember looking at him and thinking, holy cow, this is, this is the guy, this is the man, this is the guy that I've been watching all these videos of. And back then it was a bit different. Um, you, would, you would watch a video, on, or you would actually download a video, uh, I think, um, download the actual file, and then wait for it to download, and then watch it. And um, I did that with a, with a few of his videos. And back then he was, um, he was just pushing real hard, and I think he just won uh, the KPWT. Um, and he was, you know, he was the, the main dude back then. And um, I had a... I had a I just remember like looking at him at the supermarket and I didn't understand that I was at the same space as him. I was super starstruck. Like uh, that was just crazy meeting this guy. And um, I didn't say anything to him. Um, I just thought, wow, what a cool dude. And then um, a few days later, we, uh, I met him down by the lagoon and we, we started chatting a bit. And um, that's when it all began. So the second video that you've chosen is his world record um, attempt and completion getting 790 foot and that was filmed in the gorge in 2013. Why have you chosen this particular video of his? Um, because what he does is he showcases something that you do with a kite that's so different. And I feel like that's one of the first videos that uh, that was out there where you like, where he does something so different with a kite, and it's just so mental. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it crazy because now I know Jesse as as a brother almost. We talk about everything, and I sort of I, f I feel like I I know how he thinks. So I know exactly what's going on in his mind um, in terms of uh, of preparing for something like this and enduring. So it's just, I just find it extremely beautiful that he was capable of doing it. And, um, and he was just so calm throughout the whole thing. And, and then the music playing, um, the music is, is so uh, underplayed in a way. It's so, uh, it's so um, supercilious in a way. You know what I mean? It's, it's just so um, appealing uh, to me. Not that I would necessarily put on a song like that in my own house but it's just I just feel like it walks hand in hand with the visuals and 
yeah, I think it's just perfectly executed and perfectly choice of music.
So, you went on to beat that record in 2017 in Cape Town with a 908 foot tow up from a yacht. Um, you don't compete like most pros do, but there's obviously a really competitive side to you. You don't get to the top of the sport without it. Was there a defining moment where you thought, do you know what, I'm not going to pursue this technical um, competition stuff. I'm going to go off-road. I'm not going to do events. I'm going to focus on doing stunts. Was there a single moment that you switched to that? <clears throat> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say there was a particular moment, um, but more like, uh, like throughout my whole career as a professional kiteboarder, I, I haven't really competed that much. But what I do like to compete in is something that, that comes natural to you because that's, that's the way that I am the best in revealing what I'm doing with a kite. So competing in a... I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest handle pass uh, guy out there <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, I did a double handle pass once, uh, but a long, long time ago. But it didn't come natural to me and I didn't, I didn't really enjoy doing freestyle that much. Um, I did for, th for, for a few years, but... Um, then it just it just switched to uh, to bigger and um, and I, th I guess my personality uh, really reflects what I'm doing with the kite. So it's uh it's pretty much all or nothing. So you either compete in the biggest event in the world or you don't. And um, there's no like midway. There's no like uh, in between uh, for me in, in in that perception. So. I compete in King of the Air, which is, um, I would say, correct me if you think I'm wrong, <laughs> uh, the biggest event in the world. And um, and then I compete in my own habitat in a way. So watching this video with, with Jesse uh, just made me wanting to, to beat that record. Because as soon as he, you put the label record on it, then um, and it's, it's something that I can uh, relate to, I feel like I should uh, try and beat it if it comes natural to me. I'm sorry if I use that wording a lot, <laughs> it comes natural, but <laughs> that's really something that um, that I value uh, quite a bit. Because that's, that's when you know that things won't go wrong most of the time. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I beat him, and um, I know that he's, he's uh, considering uh, beating or getting, getting back that, that trophy. Uh, true, okay. So whilst we're on the topic of King of the Air and uh, kite competitions. Let's talk a bit about their orbit. Recently, I've been riding with Mark Jacobs quite a bit, and I've seen him sort of almost like unlock a new level in himself. And I think it's it's got to be something to do with that kite. Do you feel the same? And if so, what do you think it is about the orbit that seems to be squeezing an extra <coughs> bit of performance out of you guys in the high winds? Yeah. Um... I feel like the the orbit is is just the, the I mean I know everyone says that uh, but it, it is just it's just a kite that's it's made for big air and it's made for handling uh, a lot a lot of wind and still keeping the the the, the firm profile that it has so um, <clears throat> it's definitely my, my it's definitely my go-to kite, and it's uh, it's just a kite that's super fun flying. It's uh, it's just it it again it, it feels like just uh, another uh, arm that I'm that I'm, that I have. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty crazy how uh, how well it flies, and it's uh, I think in the beginning you got to get a, get a bit used to it. 
depending on what brand you're from or what what kite you're used to ride. But uh, for me, it just clicked uh, when I tested it back then. When uh, when Pat Pat Goodman, our kite designer at North, he uh, he started drawing drawing it up and printing it out. It just clicked. It's just uh, it's just the kite that I'm that I'm supposed to fly, and um, I'm just trying to get to know it more and more i feel like i haven't i haven't uh, cracked it quite yet but i'm almost there and i've been riding it for a bit more than a year now um so it's uh i think it's it will be my friend for the rest of my life it's one of those kinds yeah um you mentioned that it's quite different feeling to other kites and i i'd agree with that um but you can disagree with the next thing i'm going to say i feel like the vertical yank it gives you is unique to the orbit. I don't feel like anything else gives you a pure vertical yank like it does. Would you agree with that statement? Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's it's a bit more of a. Um, it's not as radical as a as a C shaped kite or. Uh, a bit more of a hybrid kite it's a bit more of a smooth it's like a ballet move almost when you when you yank it and you 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 fly up it's a very um i I feel like you get a few seconds coming up and almost reaching that peak of your jump where you can you can actually sort of think and you can you can analyze yourself in the jump going up and that's that's what i like where you where you have that um, those few seconds to to overcome if there's any fears or you can you can analyze a bit on on your body position and stuff like that that's that's what it gives you the orbit let's have another song and another another video this one is Luan Oliveira's One for All which is a skate movie from 2017 why have you chosen this video um i chose this video cuz i i watched i uh, I follow skating quite a bit, um, and I'm very inspired by the way that they, um, how they do it compared to kiteboarders. Um, I'm sure you would agree with me. <laughs> it's it's very uh, it's very it's very different to kiting. It's uh, you you f- you would film a line, and that line would take you sometimes two years, depending on how big in the game you are. A guy like Oliveira here from Brazil, from a from a pseudo super ghetto place in Brazil, where he didn't have anything, he grew up in a in in a township sort of sort of thing, and then he just made a name for himself because of his uh, unique style of writing and and uh, I think his approach on the whole skate game. And um, I watched that documentary on YouTube a few times, and I was so inspired um, of watching that and. Um, and then I've just been following him for quite some years, and then he put out this this video part that was uh, just extremely insane. You can just you can see how long it took to film this line, and oh, I mean this this part. And then again, then he then he chooses a song that's that's so different, you know, in a way. It's so um, it it shouldn't be on a skate video, and that's what I like about it. Do 
didn't know what time it was The lights were low, oh, oh I leaned back on my radio, oh, oh Some cat was laying down some rock and roll Not a soul is there Then the loud sound it seemed to fight Came back like a slow voice on a wave of fight That one no DJ, that was crazy cosmic ties There's a starman waiting in the sky He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds There's a starman such an important role in all of these videos it brings character to them and sort of elevates the action in a way to a level that it couldn't otherwise reach 
these days we're seeing a lot of copyright free tunes being used in videos and they're not well they're made for businesses and adverts really so i want to yeah. know what it's like for you choosing songs for videos today do you find the perfect track and then you find out you can't license it or is there always a way to do it like what's the, what's the process like now um, I guess there's always a way to do it, but I'm I'm not a I'm not a big uh, music geek um, guy. I'm more of a I would I would choose the track before even start filming a, a video. So I have this playlist on Spotify where I just <laughs> I would listen to it all the time and picture what I wanted to get filmed and what I wanted to get get done throughout the video. Um, and then that track would just be playing in my mind all the time. Um, and then at some point, yeah, I, w- I would realize that, oh, shit, I can't use this video because of, uh, of copyrights or uh, other issues. And then I get super bummed and then I try to find another video and then, oh, I mean, another track. And I don't find anything that, that's uh, suitable for the, for the vision that I had for the video. And that's how you end up with, with gigabytes uh, stocked in your hard drives. I wonder whether, like for me, and I don't know if you'd say the same, but I've found a lot of new artists and a lot of new music that I love through action sports videos. And I kind of think it's a bit of a shame if bands and artists aren't keen on putting their tracks to it. But then at the same time, it's that's their art and like, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot of the artists, they, are, they, they would be keen, but... Uh, I guess a lot of them they have uh, they have contracts and stuff with uh, with bigger labels that um, that just doesn't allow them to to actually uh, say yeah go ahead use my use my song um, yeah so a bit of a bummer. I mean YouTube can detect the song that's underneath. So I wonder if there will be in years to come a way to use any song but the the monetary rights. Um, go, go back to the artist. Anyway, I'm waffling. This this is all about me, and this this the show's not about me. It's about you. No, no. So I think you know. Our, I, th- I think uh, we got to a point where we're brainstorming on a new app that we have to invent. Yeah, there but we, we go. can get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> let's ring Richard. Get it done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Let's go on to the next video. It's uh, Brandon Semenuk's one shot from his Unreal segment that came out in 2015. This is a video that I've watched so many times, so it's cool that you've included it. Um, what, why, why, what, what about this video spoke to you? Um, I like the one takes. I, uh, I'm busy filming a one take at the moment, and um, uh, well, not at the current moment because a one take is uh, is um, is something that's so diff- difficult to film. You, you can you can easily film a one take, but if you wanna if you want a perfect one take video. It takes a lot of preparation, and it takes a lot of um, time to actually nail that. And I, what I, what I feel like in this video, <clears throat> they just nailed it uh, to perfection. And it, I, th- I, f- I think it took them a few years to actually get this done, to build the whole set, uh, to get the right guys in order, to get the right camera angles, and all that stuff. So it's just very beautifully um, executed. It's it's something that I want to do. <clears throat> With kiting, um, I feel like we haven't seen this in kiting before. And then they top it off with just choosing a super mellow track that just underplays the whole thing, where it's the action that speaks, it's not the music. Um, 
and I, I really I really like that. It's uh, I guess if you can watch a video without any music and you still dig it, then it's uh, it's a good video. And then if you could, if you add a add a track to it, and it just makes it even better, then um, I definitely think you've won. <laughs> Something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Being wrong, nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds, are getting so much resistance from behind. Time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going Day for the heat, a thousand people in the street singing songs and they carrying signs. Mostly say hooray for our side. It's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going Jesse's video and that one take and the video that's coming up next, the brilliance of those is less in the actual riding and more in the, the idea behind it. Your videos have always been real creative from the, from the get-go and Fly Me to the Moon being possibly the pinnacle of that. Like You and Anders took a lot of risks artistically and, and that's how you really stood out. Where do you get these ideas from? Like, are you battling with a whiteboard somewhere? Or do they arrive in the shower? Do you look to other um, sports? Or do you literally make it up on the spot? Is it a team effort? Like, how's it come about? Uh, it's definitely a team effort. It's, uh, I think the majority of the ideas, uh, they come from my side, uh, from watching other videos and, and just being uh, constantly like trying to pursue something that's that's a bit uh, bigger and greater than just riding up and down on the beach. Um, I like videos uh, like that, you know, like uh, Sam Lyatt and, and Tom Court when they did uh, the UK and uh, those videos. Th those are cool, but um, um, I think what, what I what I like to to do in kiting is is something that um, that. 
puts me uh, in a position uh, where I really do have to think about the next step in in, in the move that I'm about to do or um, you know I'm urban kiting it's it's just it hasn't been seen that much and I think it's great trying to combine something new with with kiting and um, without it being too silly but sometimes it just takes over the silliness um, because I think it's fun and you shouldn't take yourself too serious I know you can relate to that I can and like I think those are probably the bits that people love the most of your stuff that you don't take yourself as seriously as other people do. Yeah, it's it's you know it's you, you can you can definitely relate to it. Uh, I think the majority of people can definitely relate to um, something that is uh, visually uh, so different. I mean, if you look at a at a back mope with seventeen different grabs uh, compared to a nine meter high jump, straight jump, or dead man at, uh, even, then. Um, the, the people outside the sport, they can, I mean, who's the best? The guy doing a dead man, he's definitely the best. Uh, and it's not, it's not about being the best. I think for me, it's, it's about uh, showcasing um, what I feel our sport is. Um, why not use the kite to jump, um, you know? <laughs> Let's have your last song. This has gone very quickly. Um... And it's from the Travis Rice video that actually came out earlier this year. It's the Shadow Rider scene from his Dark Matter movie. Um, it's a pretty special video, this. Why have you chosen it? I like it because you don't see him. <laughs> That's what I like. Yeah, it's, so, is, yeah. it's just so different. It's so like, it shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed not... I mean, it, it would be the same if you did a, a big mega loop and you just deleted the kite, so it's just a guy flying. It just doesn't It doesn't go with what you want to watch. And then it works. It, and f- from my side, it, it just works. And um, that's what I like about it. It is mad. And I also have no idea how they've done it. Like you say, yeah, they, they deleted the riders, but that must be an incredible amount of CGI to pull that off. Yeah, I think the CGI. I think yeah. I don't know if they just painted him in, painting painted him green or whatever they did, but um, it's it's just insane. And I wanna. I feel like we should do something uh, like that with kiting at some point.
So I've got one more question. Yep. It's quite hard for me to take the piss out of you because your character is already quite an exaggeration and you are really good at taking the piss out of yourself and what's going on around you. So looking at all these videos that you've chosen, they're all quite serious, which is weird because your videos always use humour and that's something that you've um, really played with across your whole career. So I'm just wondering if there's an influence missing in this list. Like, what makes you want to make videos that are a daring first, but then just just as funny? <clears throat> I think, because I, f I feel like I haven't stumbled upon the uh, the... The, um, the video that I really want to make. I probably have, and I have a list full of ideas and stuff, but I haven't come, that, come across a, a project that I, that I wanted to do so bad that I, I, you know, I would ring up a, a massive video production and then get it done. Like Travis Rice, uh, every time he puts out a, a new video, it's just made to perfection. It's like, a, it's like um, iForce. It's so I foresee in a way all his videos, and um, I like that. But sometimes it gets a little too much for my taste, um, where I I'm just fucking around until I stumble upon that one uh, location or video idea that I that I get, and then I would probably um, um, you know try and talk to a production company and get it done to perfection. But I just haven't. Um, I'm not. I think I'm in the in the right uh, path in a way, but I I still haven't uh, found out what I'm actually doing. So now I'm just. I, I guess I'm just messing around a bit. That's a cool answer, though, because yeah, essentially you're saying you're pursuing um, your endeavors without in, without influence almost because you haven't realized what you want yet. You haven't made the thing that's nestled somewhere in your mind. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Maybe that's how you find these amazing creative ideas, like when you are literally just experimenting and not worrying about, you know, or oh, is this going to add up to this? Or yeah, I'm exactly. Pull that off. You're, yeah, there's a there's more freedom to your thought, and then you'll probably end up. Yeah, you probably will end up with the with the banger that you're dreaming of. I, I think I think it will happen at some point, but every time I'm I'm out kiting, I always we always go for a video shoot or we film something, and I would never just go to the beach and have a fun session uh, for myself without a camera because I'm so addicted to actually um, push myself to something um, to something a bit bigger, I guess. So every time I go out, I would bring a GoPro or bring a, a few friends to film or a drone guy or something. And then we would mess around for a bit. And then it's actually pretty cool what, what, what we get done. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I should call Brain Farm or iForce or some massive, you know, <laughs> production company and then just film the shit out of it in 8K and video premieres everywhere everywhere in the world and then all of a sudden it just gets gets to a point where it's wow, this is so big and this is okay, chill out. Let's just make this video that you filmed with your shitty little drone and my unstabilized GoPro and let's let's put it out. So I, th I guess I'm just cutting things short a bit sometimes because uh, I get so excited and um, I'm just waiting for that perfect perfect video idea and then I would probably um, uh, team up with, with some, someone super legit, <laughs> hopefully. 
So, before I let you go, I just want to talk about one more thing. Um, I had alarm bells when you're talking about one takes because I've been banging on to Tom Bridge for two, no, probably longer than two years now to do a bloody one take because I think he's got everything required to pull it off. And either the conditions aren't quite lined up or he wants to film something else and... I really want, I've been struggling essentially to sell him on it. Whenever I'm trying to pitch to him, he's like, oh shit, I don't know if I could, oh, I don't know, that's a lot of tricks in a row, and all those <laughs> yeah. sorts of things. So can you please have a word with him and essentially force him to do it? Would that be all right? Um, I don't know. Or do you want to save uh, it for yourself? I would like to do it. Well, yeah, yeah, I will. Then uh, he, he does it, and then I'll try and top him, and then he can top me, and then it's sort of a... A little thing that we have. So yeah, I'll I'll try and talk to him. <laughs>